feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, we're going to be talking about a film that when we saw it, uh, we were coming back from a trip uh, in L.A., um we were a little bit loopy at that point so maybe that plays into belly full of sunset grill <laughs> our our feelings towards the movie maybe maybe it works for it because i mean part of this you know animated uh magical realism sort of kid friendly fantasy movie that is um scored and co-written by lin-manuel miranda which we've talked a lot about recently uh, with Tick, Tick, Boom, and just in general, because he's everywhere, especially when it comes to, um, you know, uh, music specifically in films and and kids movies. Um, so that is going to be a factor in sort of this um, Colombian centric story that is also very much, um, you know, a, a classic uh, Disney musical. Yep. Uh, directed by Byron Howard and Jared Bush, uh, starring Stephanie Beatriz, uh, John Leguizamo, uh, Wilder Valderrama is in there, uh, Diane Guerrero, uh, Maria Cecilia Botero, um, and, and more. Um, yes, Eric, we, uh, we returned from Los Angeles and went straight to the movie uh, after getting Sunset Grill, like I mentioned. Um yeah, and I think I tweeted out after this the, the, when the embargo came up and being like, guys, I, I think Encanto is totally, uh, totally fine, but I'm a little Lin Manuel Miranda out. And um, I took that back immediately after watching Tick Tick Boom. And I don't even mean that as like this movie isn't enjoyable and a solid Disney, you know, kids movie, because I think it's gorgeously animated. Uh, I think uh, having it takes take place in Colombia and the representation that, you know, you don't Disney is just starting to kind of uh, do in their movies, which I think is a great start, um, you know, showing different cultures and different, uh, you know, people. And, it, you know, it's not just your typical, you know, Disney princesses or classic Disney story. Like um, I think the representation there that they're starting to put into their movies is fantastic. Uh, when it comes to the music, uh, that's when I said I was getting a little Lin-Manuel Miranda out um oh and the other thing it was in the wrong aspect ratio for like 25 minutes of the movie um which we won't hold against the movie um because no. it's not it's it's fault really it was um unfortunately where we saw the movie i ran out about like 25 minutes in i'm going something seems off here and i'm pretty sure the framing looks like the blocking is like there's no way that they would be cutting off their the top of their heads like that and I had to run out and be like, I think you got it in, you know, the wrong aspect ratio. And they did fix it. Um, but getting back to the music, what I meant by that, because like Eric mentioned, is like Lin-Manuel Miranda since Hamilton uh, obviously skyrocketed and then was getting snatched up a lot by Disney and other people. I mean, he had Vivo earlier this year. Uh, he helped out with the music in Moana. Uh, he was in Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, he has in the Heights this year. He had, um, uh, you know, mind you, it's his musical. He he and has a small role in it. But he's working um, on the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid right now, uh, and then now he has Encanto, which he uh, uh, did all the music for. Um, 
and I think he's a very talented dude. You can hear me rave about his direction and, and, you know, what he did with, with tick, tick, boom. Um, I felt like in this movie, um, a little too Hamilton-y for me. And like, I, I started to, in listening to it again today, I'm like, I just feel like after Hamilton and, you know, he did the, in the Heights before that, that people were hiring him for that sound and there's nothing wrong with that. And, um, but I feel like after so much and we just got Vivo a couple months ago, which also had this very similar sound, um, that it all started to kind of blend together. And like, even from the opening song, the family magic Al, um, uh, I, I just was like totally disengaged from it. And I just felt like you could hear the inflections that you've heard in a lot of his other music and the kind of pacing and the way that people perform it, that it just kind of deludes me pretty quickly. And again, while I think it is a colorful, beautiful, um, fun at times, you know, movie that I think most young kids will probably enjoy because of all those reasons. And that, and the musical numbers are, you know, vibrant and, you know, loud and, um, I think it'll keep their intention. Uh, but I don't know. I think it just lost me on the musical side of things. And then when it comes to plot, um, there wasn't a whole lot there. Like it's just kind of standard kind of Disney stuff. So, uh, ultimately I thought it was okay, but, um, I felt a little bit apathetic, um, you know, leaving the movie and even thinking about it, uh, since. Yeah, I, I'm basically in the same sort of mindset as you are, where watching it, I thought it was completely enjoyable for what it is. Um, I, I like the design of the house specifically, yeah. and I like that it kind of is literally a character in the film, um, but they don't anthropomorphize it completely, where like it doesn't become like a talking character. It's just sure. more so how it moves and kind of is, is there, but also... Um, I like the idea of, you know, how we see family from different perspectives within this, you know, unit where, you know, some talk about others in in a certain way and then others see themselves in a certain manner. And um, the John Leguizamo character, I really liked quite a bit, uh, Bruno. And I just like John Leguizamo and I just always like hearing or seeing him. Uh, and, and I think his character is, is one of the more interesting ones in the supporting cast and kind of being, um, the black sheep of the family, the outcast, so to speak, yeah. in the outcast. And, and I kind of like where that goes. Um, I, I think, uh, the lead character is your classic kind of Disney protagonist where, you know, they're taking up the mantle to do something in order to help, um, the family, but also the community as a whole, uh, while also kind of you know coming to terms with who they are whether or not they have powers or not and i think that's also kind of your very typical you know disney message storyline yeah. yeah and just kind of accepting of who you are and where you come from and you know that there's Doesn't nothing matter wrong if with you're you. different yeah yeah exactly. even within your own family and you know there's an, there's an interesting dynamic there between the lead and sort of the matriarch of the family. Although I did find at times that the matriarch was maybe a little bit too cruel to the, the daughter for, or the granddaughter for a Disney movie. Like it almost felt like it was kind of like she was portrayed as 
almost like the villain of the piece in a way she kind of has to be the antagonist yeah yeah but it, it but it kind of felt like it was a little too much for somebody that is also you know a caring grandmother you know like it, it almost felt like okay well you're doing this to serve like you know some conflict and tension within the household but at the same time it, it doesn't feel like a, a grandmother would necessarily treat somebody like that but again, you have to kind of consider where the matriarch is coming from, that she um, is is somebody that, you know, is is basically trying to keep the family legacy alive. And, you know, the memories of her ancestors and her husband and the, the history um, behind it all intact. In, in and so, you know, there's this kind of moment of where, like, you know, uh, are they going to lose that? And, and I think that that is interesting but also like again like it is kind of harsh for a kid's movie to see you know a, a grandparent treat their grandkids so cruelly at times and i think that that maybe is a strike against it in in some ways and to your point i kind of wish that lin-manuel miranda would adapt more to different styles of music than necessarily bringing just his kind of rhythm and sort of the spoken kind of hip hop that he does and yeah mm -hmm. it's like you want that sound but I, I i'd like to see him kind of be able to incorporate more of the disney aspects into yeah a movie like this but yeah like in terms of like the songs none of them really stuck out the way that like a lot of these other disney animation movies do because like you look at like you know frozen like for th those two frozen movies they do have like even though if you don't like the movie or olaf is a character that you kind of find a little bit um repellent at times like at least there are songs in there that you can take away from or you know zootopia has a really strong message of also about diversity and sure segregation yeah. and things like that this kind of just feels like a middle of the road fairly well-made animated film that is kind of celebrating latin history and 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 colombian history but like not doing maybe enough but just the bare minimum and like it just it kind of it, it's i'm kind of mixed on it like it's it's one of those movies where it's like i think it's i'm gonna give it a pass it's perfectly fine same yeah but i'm also not like having watched the movie a couple weeks ago, it, it kind of feels like I'm, it, it, it was years ago since I watched it. Like it, it, there's nothing really that stays with you. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely and totally agree with that. And I feel like, you know, going back to even Moana with which Lin-Manuel Miranda helped with the music there. Like, I feel like there are elements in Moana that it have even transcended it just being, you know, another Disney animated movie where it has become iconic with, you know, whether you're welcome or another, you know, certain songs from that where I, I even listening to it again, going back to it today, where I can't pick out one thing, like even from the start, like I just don't even think that opening song, which is a lot of kind of setup and exposition of who the family are and what their powers are and, and things like that. I mean, you have um, uh, surface pressure. I have the song listing. I couldn't even remember it, but like, which is kind of more in that it's one of the sisters and, and, and it's in that more kind of rap musical style kind of thing. And um, yeah, I don't know, man, it just, it, it, it's totally fine. And I think it's totally worth taking your kids to go see, like if you're a parent and 
Um, it is a, you know, it's a Disney movie. They rarely whiff. Um, at worst, they're just like, oh, that was mildly enjoyable. And I think this just kind of falls in that camp where like, uh, I'm glad I saw it. I have no real desire to watch it again. Um, and I, that's totally okay. Um, and I was Lin-Manuel out and now I'm like back on the Lin-Manuel train with Tick, Tick, Boom. So like I, I'm with you where I just he has it in him um and you can tell like in his other work that even in hamilton not every song sounds the same but um i get what you're saying with the rhythm because i feel like this is a blend of like the stuff from in the heights and hamilton and vivo and it feels like a mix of all those kind of styles and in just taking the heaviest hits out of that and kind of adapting them into that disney kind of mold and you know i guess that kind of works but it doesn't feel super inspired when it's musically um and um i guess that was the biggest disappointment um but again we usually get what what was i guess ryan the last dragon was the last one which i can't believe was this year does that feel like it was this year because it doesn't to me (laughs) it feels so long ago (laughs) but but, i mean again like when you're in like what march april you know like it that does feel like a distant memory um, we should also mention that Stephanie uh, Beatrice, Beatrice um, yeah. uh, who is uh, in, best, probably best known in, as Rosa in, in Brooklyn Nine Nine, also in, in the Heights, who's in in the Heights. I, I like her yeah. a lot as well, and like it, she's. I think she does a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's she's a very likable, energetic, um, optimistic protagonist, and that's kind of again fitting for you know the Disney hero and the completely and, opposite of Rosa. <laughs> both in sound yeah. and well that's outlook. that's the thing that's amazing yeah. about look that i mean that's just good acting where like yeah. you know you, you you see you know her in like do like interviews or or, or other roles and it's completely she's, different than rosa, yeah, yeah and it's just it's so strange because rosa is such a, a a definitive character for her and 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 that that role specifically is such a standout on that show and it's just it's it's like night and day and it, it is kind of funny just thinking about like the personality in in terms of what you can sort of achieve when you're acting and and like absolutely i think yeah. a lot of people won't even realize that it's her right no until you look at the credits after and go oh my god it's rosa from brooklyn 99 and you're yeah. like okay wow good for her um uh, yeah i think she does a good job i don't think anyone in the movie is you know I, I I agree with you. I love John Linguizamo as well, and um, I think the whole cast does a good job. It's just um, it doesn't have that you know iconic Disneyness, and I hate even saying that, but like, and I don't think they've really had that like when it comes to the animated stuff for a little while, right? Like um, even Moana, I'm kind of soft on, but I like Moana um, a lot more than this. I think Moana. For- so do I, but I just I'm still don't love Moana. For for everything that's kind of again maybe cliched or or typical within the tropes of a Disney animated movie, I think there are certain songs and images in Moana that stand out a little bit more than in this movie. And um, this kind absolutely, of this yeah. feels mid tier, and it's one of those films that's like okay, if you don't take your kids to the theater to see this and wait until Disney Plus, you're not going to lose yeah. anything watching it at home. I think you could do either. Yeah. Um, and I think you'll be totally fine. Like, it's weird to me, like to get into how Disney decides on what movies go where. And I get we're at that part of the after, not after the pandemic, we're still in it, but like most things are going back to theaters, but like relegating some of the Pixar stuff to Disney plus, 
um, but Encanto, which I guess Raya was the Disney plus premier access. Right. So, yeah. Um, I think it's just because theaters are open now, which is why Encanto goes this route. But um, yeah, I think it's, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. I don't know if I already said that, but I don't think we rated it yet, but I'm going to give it a three. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I'm also going to give it a three. <laughs> yeah. Um, Perfectly uh, fine. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally well fine. made. It's, it's well acted voice wise. It's, it's just a film that doesn't really have anything like that, that stands out per se in any yep. real way. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, thank you all for listening or watching. We really, really do appreciate it. Oh my God. <coughs> I'm dying. Um, sorry, everyone. Um, if you like this, we have tons of other reviews that you guys can check out right now. Our 300th episode uh, of Untitled Movie Reviews is up. Uh, uh, it's Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, we would love for you guys to go check that out. Uh, as well as we have reviews up for Ghostbusters, um, King Richard, Tick, Tick, Boom, if you want some more Lin-Manuel. Um, we also reviewed something else today, Eric. What am I missing? Um, House of Gucci. Yes. Um, that classic uh, yes um and much more so uh and if you want a spoiler cast of resident evil um not resident evil ghostbusters um afterlife uh go check out untitled movie conversations it's getting late and, but we uh, did talk spoilers about the video game on the 300th episode with resident evil end. welcome to raccoon city and specifically yeah. where we can see the series going if it continues with this rebooted franchise mm-hmm. yep uh head over to our letterboxd which is untitled underscore movies which is probably your best uh spot one-stop shop to find everything that we do um so head over there um thank you all for listening or watching as always my name is matt Rohrbeck. you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can follow me on all those social medias at matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. It's back to the well for Lin-Manuel Miranda.